the blockers to getting to where you want to be, I've found is either a kink in your mindset, your emotions, or your actions. But as a working mom, I knew that that's who I needed to help. Hello there, this is Samantha Saxby with another episode of Moms with Benefits. I am here with Janessa Brooks, who is a life coach for working moms. She has been married to her husband for seven years and has a two-year-old daughter, actually almost three. She and her family live out in Utah, and we are so excited to talk to her today about her journey as a working mom and how she helps working moms every day as a life coach. So welcome, Janessa. Thanks, Samantha. I'm super excited to be here. I love what you're doing, and I feel like all the working moms need this podcast. (laughs) Uh, Same, same, same. All right, so let's just dive into it then. So I kind of want to get a lay of the land of where your head's at. You know, you're a working mom, so talk to me about what are the things you like about being a working mom, and then what are some of the things that you struggle with personally as a working mom? So I have a daughter. Um, you know, you said she's almost three, but I, I love seeing her, like, if I ever have to go somewhere or, or anything, she's always like, oh, mom, are you going to work? How's your work? <laughs> like, I love, like, just that even at her young age, she knows that, like, mom works. And I, like, my favorite thing is being able to instill into her that she can do whatever she wants to do. And that's, that's my all-time favorite thing. Um, I also just love, you know, being able to contribute financially to my family as the breadwinner and not feeling trapped by only my partner's income and knowing that like I can contribute financially and I play a role in that is really empowering. It sounds like if you were to connect those two positives too, it's it's teaching your daughter to be financially independent as well. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. I love that. It's also like a really great outlet. Like I I love my daughter. I love every minute of the day that I get to spend with her. But I think if I was with her 24 seven, I would like go crazy. (laughs) Like I I respect all the stay at home moms for that because it's really hard. And so I also just love having like an outlet of something like, you know, being able to talk to adults throughout the day. (laughs) So totally. Yes. Yes. I can relate to that for sure. And so let's talk about the struggles then. Where is your head at? Yeah, the struggles, um, some of the hard things are, it's really common. It's, I mean, it's almost the rule that for working moms, they also take on the lion's share of the household responsibilities. And um, I felt that, like I have the best husband ever and he does a lot around the house, but I still own it, if that makes sense. Um, and so it's it's actually given us a really good opportunity to kind of talk about like, okay, who owns what tasks? It's forced me to change our default. Um, and so that, that's that been really good. But like, because of all of the household responsibilities and working full time, it just sucks a lot of time. And so there's also, there's also times where like, if I'm going to a potluck or something and I see other women making, you know, homemade bread or homemade cinnamon rolls or like all these like fancy extravagant, like homemade dishes. And I'm there with like the bean dip that I bought on the way over or whatever. (laughs) Like, like I, sometimes I just have to do like a check-in and be like, okay, I have 40 hours less in my week. So like, 
it's easy for me to kind of hold myself to the same standard as just the average woman. So, so it, I, I just have to remind myself like, but that's a challenge to like compare myself, you know, my like low points to other people's high points. I think that's just something that's common, but it is a struggle that I'm almost constantly like checking in with myself about. I love that you use the low point to others' high points. I think a social media is a big part of that. Um, and so I think that's hopefully, you know, what we're trying to change, I think, is the dialogue of working moms and the reality of the pressures, the struggles, the hardships. And it's why we're why we're talking today. So um, definitely a good thing to remind us. I do, before we get into your personal journey of, you know, from when you were pregnant to where you are now, I want to ask you when you said change your default in terms of household responsibilities, uh, can you explain what that means to me? Because I feel like there's a hidden nugget of gold in there for us. Yeah, I so the default and this isn't even just me, but like, if you you know, everything I've studied shows that the default division of labor in the home is that the woman takes by default, the woman takes on the majority of household labor. And even for working women, it that still holds true. And so we've had to intentionally, like my husband and I have had to intentionally talk about tasks that happen every day and divide up who does what and when. And I can't even tell you, like, it's not even about the amount of time it takes, but the mental load and the mental like fatigue, having some of that mental load lifted is huge. So like, just for an example, um, my, my husband and I split dinners. So he cooks dinner half the time. And the days that I know he's cooking dinner, like he cooks dinner Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes on Sunday, it's like, I love that I don't even have to think about what's for dinner or do I have to defrost meat or like all those little thoughts, like I just don't even have to worry about them. So that's what I mean by changing the default. <laughs> I love that. I'm like dying laughing because I know myself and my group of friends were always like, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? We're always talking about how it's like a constant, you know, the endless question of life between you and your partner is what's for dinner. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for that tip. I, I have another example too, that I feel like it makes sense that my husband and I do now is we get up and someone has to feed the dog in the morning. And so it was taking so much mental energy to be like, did you feed the dog? Did I feed the dog? Like it, and we would be texting about it every day. And so we, one day I'm like, can, can you just be the default of you wake up, you feed the dog. And then if for some reason you didn't, you know, she wasn't up or whatever, that's when you text me and say, okay, I didn't feed the dog. And so that text only happened, you know, once a month maybe, or something like that. So I know the mental load every day of who fed the dog is out of my world. Yeah, you don't even have to think about it. I love that. Yeah, hidden little tricks. So I wanna dive in a little bit deeper to your personal experience from, let's go all the way back to when you were pregnant and think about your relationship with work, think about your relationship and your emotions towards having your first child. What did that look like? What did that feel like? And then also, were there any impacts to your career related to that? So when I first found out I was pregnant, my husband and I both were working and um, my husband was, he, he was in training. And so he was working, but he was also like in, he was, you know, doing certification for his, his career. And, and the certification part was like, he wasn't really getting paid for that. And so as we were discussing it, it like it made sense that I would 
own the finances of our family that like after we had the baby, I would go back to work and we just decided that he would stay home with the baby. So that was kind of a financial decision of like, once he got his certification and everything, then, then we could talk about like childcare and both of us working, or if I wanted to stay home and, and it worked out that way, like we could do that. But our plan was I'll work after we have the baby and he would be a stay at home dad while still working on his certification. But that was a very part-time thing. So that was like a purely financial decision for me to kind of be the breadwinner and have my husband be the stay at home dad. I was really excited. Like I really loved my job and I loved what I was doing. And so it was, it was just fine. <laughs> it, was, it was great. After I had my baby, super excited. And I started going back to work after only two weeks. And I, I just did like a half day here, a half day there. Um, but I, I wanted to stretch out my maternity leave as long as I could without having to take a hit financially, if that makes sense. Totally. The company I was working for had, they offered six weeks of paid, fully paid maternity leave, which is a blessing. And also it's not enough. <laughs> and so I, you know, I could have like done FMLA and done like six weeks of unpaid maternity leave and stacked that, but I didn't want like an interrupt to our family's income. And so I, I just took my six weeks and I kind of made it stretch almost three months by going back at starting at two weeks, just for like a half day, once a week, and then slowly building that up. And when I came, when I was full time back after maternity leave, um, there were sh some changes in the organization and my role had been dissolved. So I took a new role at the company and this new role was definitely like more responsibility. It was you know, it involved a lot of travel, which I had no travel beforehand. And so it was, it was a big decision if I was going to take this role or not. And there was no increase to the income either. It was just kind of a lateral move. But at the, at the time I was just not mentally in a place where I could like interview, like I had just had a baby. Um, so I took the role. I, I did negotiate with my employer to provide one extra plane ticket so I could bring my husband with me and I could bring my baby with me. So that way I could still nurse my baby. I could still see my baby, <laughs> but you know, every time I traveled, it was like a family occasion <laughs> and, and we, we went. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit wild. Like looking back, I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that with, you know, a three month old or, you know, I mean, she was so young at the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just so, impressed in and not necessarily that that's like something that we should all be achieving to do but i just am thinking back to my personal emotional and mental state at six weeks at two months at three months postpartum and it's just a lot yeah it's a lot and so do you feel like there was part of you because of the financial decision or the financial impact rather to your family that that drove or you almost had to prioritize that over what have, might have been your ideal in terms of family time together? Yeah, 100%. It was purely a financial decision. I was devastated. Like I, I took a lot of time to think about it, but I mean, you know, my hormones were all over the place. I couldn't, I wasn't sleeping through the night. Like I, you know, like you're not sleeping, your hormones are crazy. You know what it's like. Yeah. And so it just, it was kind of, it kind of felt like this is just what I have to do. Like this is our life now. <laughs> so 
but I mean, a hundred percent, it was like a financial decision. And, you know, I, I had to provide for my family. I just had a baby. I had to provide for my, my little one and my husband. And yeah, I, I all, I honestly like feel like I haven't even fully processed. Like sometimes when I think back to that time, I still feel like the sting of like, just how intense that was on me at that point in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. So is there anything that you would say to either yourself or to other moms who might be in a similar situation listening right now that are in the thick of it and are feeling like they're the breadwinner, they're the financial leader of their family, and it's coming at a cost that maybe they're not aware of yet, or they're trying to sort out, but also similar to what you said, it's like, it's just survival mode almost. Yeah. what it sounds like. I mean, is there, where do your thoughts go? Is there anything you would say to yourself or them? You know what? It's so hard. I mean, there is something I would say. I would say that it doesn't have to be that way, but it's so hard to, I mean, you, you just kind of have tunnel vision, like when you're in it, you know what I mean? And so it's hard to like see outside of that, but like, I just, I mean, then, and you know, shortly after that, I ended up joining another company and I left that that role because I was unable to get a pay increase for so long and I needed to provide for my family. So this new company, like I I had a significant pay increase, but it was working really long hours, like 60 hour weeks most of the time. Um, I felt like I was constantly checking my email and sending out emails or working on a project or it was like my husband and our date night was you know watching something on the tv while i was like finishing up work (laughs) like it was not connection time and so i think what i would say is you can have boundaries too and like you deserve to have boundaries it's you don't have to like work yourself to death in order to provide for your family like you you need a it's imperative that you take care of you there's like out of all of your responsibilities taking care of your child taking care of your home taking care of your family's finances the common denominator is you. And so if you're not taken care of, then they won't be taken care of. And it's it's hard to prioritize that, but it's it's absolutely essential. I love that, that the common denominator is you. I think it's really interesting that you say those three are connected. And particularly when we look at the finance driver of the equation, that is when of course, there's FMLA, but that's when, you know, your company gave you six weeks paid time and you said it wasn't enough. And I I agree, like that is not enough. And so part of the solution here is a legislation issue, I believe, as well as a, a mindset and a structural support for working moms to be able to, um, have the choice of what they want to do, because we're not here to say, you know, what you did is not the best way or it is the best way. Like there is just so many different ways and we as working moms should have that right to choose. Yes, 100%. And yeah, I I think that the United States has a long way to go in that regard. (laughs) I mean, Ah. um, you know, we have a lot of really great freedoms here and I still live here. Like I love it here. But I think like legislation, absolutely. The maternity leave you know, isn't required. It's not enough. I mean, I mean, you're really not, I, I, I don't know why an employer wouldn't want to provide more time and space for a new mom who's not even getting a night's sleep. Like they're getting to work and they're 
only at like 30 <laughs> percent and so yeah. it's not even it doesn't even really you know make sense from from their standpoint in a lot of cases yeah yeah i couldn't agree more so you went back to work then you moved jobs and that came with a higher income mm -hmm. but it sounds like many more working hours you're averaging like 60 hours a week so some sort of a, a cost there, even at a higher income. And now you are a life coach. So talk to me about like, yeah. how did that happen? Tell me more. Yeah, so I had wanted to be a life coach for about a decade. Like it was just, it was like, you know, that's that thing that like, when you don't have anything else that you have to think about, it was like the thing that I would just kind of like think about for fun. And I, the reason I wanted to be a life coach is because I love transformation. I love watching people go from point A to point B, whether it's like with physical health or whether it's with their relationships or with their finances, whatever that is. I love like getting a front row seat to, to watching someone transform enough in order to get a goal. And I just love that. And so I moved to this new company and um unfortunately it, it was i was i was really thrilled about it like i would have been there for a long long time like i was really passionate about their mission the role was a perfect fit for me and so i didn't mind the long hours because i knew it would be temporary and then we would kind of get our feet on the ground and you know it, it was a startup and so it was kind of just really strappy scrappy and but they they laid off a third of their company and um, my role was completely dissolved. And so I was kind of in a position where I, you know, I had a choice to make. I was the breadwinner in my family. And I was like, you know what, in while I'm kind of figuring things out, I'm just going to dive into life coaching. And maybe I'll do that full time. Maybe I'll do that part time. But, you know, I, I needed an outlet. And this was something I was really excited about. And I decided to be a life coach for working moms because I think that working moms, you know, as a working mom, it's like, I wish that I had had this kind of support. And there was actually an experience where I remember like I had, I, my, my work day was back to back to back meetings all day. And then I, I got off, I, I try to get off as close to five as I can. So I have time with my family, but I think it was you know, around six. So it was like dinner, bedtime. And then I, I was like, okay, I, you know, I'm behind on this project. So I, after I put the baby to bed, then I need to, you know, work on my project some more. I come downstairs and like, I need to do the dishes. <laughs> I just felt completely overwhelmed. And I remember standing at the kitchen sink and just crying. Like, I just felt like I could not catch a break. Like I felt like I was just being buried alive almost. Just the pressure of, you know, every, everything at work and then not being able to get much time with my family and then, you know, all the all the housework, like looking at the dishes of the sink of dishes just was like the last straw for some reason. So I just started to cry. Like it was just really really overwhelming and and I I realized at that moment that like I needed to change something. Like if if I wanted things to change, then I had to change. And there's a there's a a mindset technique that I, you know, when I do it, I love it, but I hadn't done it for a while because I didn't have time. And um I think that's really common like with a lot of the working moms that I work with, it's just like I don't I don't have time. Like I am basically working three full-time jobs between 
my job job and the house and my family, it's like just very demanding. And what this technique is, I call it the, the AM PM routine. So I just, I got a piece of paper and, you know, it has all every day of the week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then I wrote down three things I would do in the morning and three things that I would do in the evening that would build my mind, my body, or my spirit. So I had like, I will listen to one uplifting song. <laughs> I just chose one song and it was the song I listened to every day for the week. And it doesn't have to be the same song, but like the, the thought of choosing a new song each day was too much for me. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to choose one song. I, I, I can't remember what else I put, but I, I, I think I put like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do I, I don't know i had like a night di- nighttime like wind down routine that was just really really simple it didn't it really didn't take a lot of time and then what i would do is as soon as i would complete the task then i would just check it off on that day so it, it sounds really really simple but i kid you not like when i was looking at the dishes of sink and sobbing that was on friday and i started this ampm routine and you know checking off the items every day checking off the items every day and by the time Monday came around, I felt like a completely new person. Like it had just built me up as a person. It had, it, it really kind of ingrained in me that like, I can do things like I can, I'm capable. I'm, I can spend time on myself. I can prioritize myself. And by the time Monday came around, after I got off work, I did all the laundry in the entire house. Like I just felt on top of the world <laughs> and I was like, I was like before that laundry probably would have made me cry just like the dishes did but you know it it only took a few days for me to really make that shift and i w- i wish that i had had somebody like when i was you know really in the thick of it to to make me do something like that earlier i i wish that i hadn't waited until my breaking point to like try something new or do something different and so that's why i became a life coach for working moms is because working moms like they are just in the grind day in and day out and we're starting to talk more about what that looks like and how to, how to balance tasks better and, and that kind of thing but there's a long way to go and so that's that's why i focus on working moms is to to help them prioritize themselves and and give them the space to think and be clear about what they want and help them to get there. It's incredible work and I think so, so needed. I personally wish, you know, I had you, Janessa, uh, <laughs> with me when I was postpartum and trying to figure out what the heck I was I was doing. I mean, still consider myself in the postpartum era, but I agree, I think it's such a need. And so if you could, can you share a little bit about the central themes that you're working on with your clients? Yeah. Yeah, so I work on mindset, emotion set, and action. So really the the blockers to getting to where you want to be, I've found is either a kink in your mindset, your emotions, or your actions. So either you're not taking action or there's a kink in your mindset or there's a kink in your emotions that need to be worked out. So that's what I prioritize is I I work on mindset and up-level your mindset to get you really, really clear. I up-level your emotion set and we work on techniques to like process emotions because most people don't intentionally process emotions. They just kind of stay in you. And then the daily accountability really helps to move people to action. It's, it's so cool because I've seen people like set 
really big goals and get really big goals just from up leveling those things. Like one person, um, they increased their monthly income by $10,000, like in a short amount of time, just from like changing their mindset, processing their emotions, you know, healing relationships. And, and it, I mean, that's like mind blowing to me. And like the side effect of that too, is that like their relationships got better, you know, they were nicer with their husband, their husband was nicer with them. And so I, I feel like what I've seen is that if you pick any area of your life and improve it, then it'll leak into all the other areas of your life. That sounds absolutely incredible. And I've already written down the mindset, emotion set and action as those three buckets. I absolutely love those three buckets. And I can't wait to do, you know, more thinking about that later on my own and with you too later. Let's talk about that more offline. So I'm curious when it comes to your transition to being a life coach, you said you wanted to kind of be this for a decade. It was your uh, dream, dare I say, of, yeah. of what you wanted to do in life. How much do you feel being a working mom and being in the throes of it for almost three years now catapulted you into going for this or having the confidence to go for this or talk to me about that? Um, kind of, it kind of did both. I feel like it catapulted me, but I think it also helped me back because my roles were really demanding that like, I didn't have much time and space to do life coaching for a long time. When I was, you know, laid off is when I finally had like time and space to think about like, okay, what do I want? I felt like I was just kind of, you know, on the, the hamster wheel for a good almost 10 years. And before I knew it, like time had passed. And I'm just like, I, I just kind of fell into my, my roles. I never was intentional about this is what I want to do. And so the layoff was a huge blessing because it gave me that time and that space to really think hard about what I wanted to do. And, and so I think in some ways, like being a working mom kind of helped me back from that. Not on, I mean, not intentionally, it just like, you know, my time was so consumed with other things, but it for sure catapulted me into wanting to help working moms because I didn't know if, if I thought about being a life coach, like I didn't know who I wanted to help, but as a working mom, I knew that that's who I needed to help when the time came. Yeah. I, it's curious. You said, I love transformations and it feels like you're kind of sharing your own transformation of your journey when you were in the thick of it. And now here almost three years out, um, and you have a, a new career, a passion. I mean, you're so talented from what I hear. And so I, I think that's just incredible. So thank you for sharing everything you shared with us today. I love the work that you're doing with working moms, being a life coach, and thank you so much for sharing your unique experience for what it was like for you from pregnancy to where you are today. I think uh, the more stories that are told like this, the more options in the realm of possibilities moms can get in their head of, of what may be right for them um, and how to make those decisions for them. So thank you so much for joining us, Janessa. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm again, I'm just really passionate about what you're doing. So, so keep going. <laughs> thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Samantha. 
Moms with Benefits is on a mission to empower moms for the financial impact of motherhood. If you're a mom willing and even excited about sharing your journey and challenges with other moms, we'd love to have you apply to be a guest on our podcast. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at momswithbenefits.org, and our application is linked right in our bio. P.S. We see you, Mama. You're working hard today, and you are doing great.